This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And today we're going to be talking about um, how we figure out what we're going to keep in our life and what we're going to get rid of. So I believe that there is a world of opportunity and of riches and of experiences out there. Um, And that frequently when we don't put our attention, we don't pay attention to what it is that we want to have or what it is is that we don't want to have, then we wind up with sort of just what's left over. Sometimes that's too much. Sometimes that is not the right things. And sometimes we get lucky. So, um, so often in all of this, in, um, you know, we, we have so much, we have all these different opportunities and we start to lose sight of, you know, what it is that we really have. It's almost like we become numb to what it is that we have, you know, and in this time of year, right, as we, as we go into, you know, the purchasing that often happens around the holidays, it can be easy to kind of quest after, you know, more quest after new things that are going to, you know, give us a sense of joy or fulfillment and maybe not even think about um, uh, really what their value is for for our life. So um, without giving ourselves the time and also the skills to appreciate what we have, then no matter what opportunities or commodities or whatever we have, we are unable to really, really um, enjoy them. So it's not so much about like deciding that you're not going to have anything new or, you know, paring down to, you know, three outfits or something like that. It's more about um, learning what's really important to you. And from that, making decisions about what it is that is really going to satisfy you. And in order to do this, like in order to be successful at this, we need to do a few different things. So um, we need to be able to slow down, right? And you can hear sort of there are these themes, there are these core elements that if we do them, they don't just help in one area of our life. They help in multiple areas of our life and they bring a lot of, you know, joy and ability to appreciate and really good things into into our life. So slowing things down is one of them. When we slow down, we are able to, you know, start to see 
what it is that we're really enjoying and um, see what it is that maybe is not serving us as much. So here, you know, I'm in New England and, you know, this, this has been kind of symbolically for, you know, throughout a long period of, of time has been kind of a, a looked at as a season of endings. You know, it's the, it's the time of, um, regeneration or rebirth, but it, before that becomes, is the end, the end of the year. And, uh, you know, historically, kind of, it was the end of, you know, the, the harvest, the end of the full cycle of, of the sun. So, um, so this both symbolically and just sort of like you look outside, it's uh, shorter days, it's colder weathers, it, you know, here it starts to drive people kind of inward into themselves and into their, into their home, you know, it, 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 we start to, you reflect on, okay, well, what, you know, what does it feel like inside me, you know, without all these distractions, without so many different things going on? However, you know, very frequently, um, what happens is that instead of kind of going with that, you know, maybe natural tendency is that we're very busy, right? We've got gifts to buy. We've got parties to go to. We've got things to wrap up for, you know, the ending of, um, you know, the year with businesses, et cetera. So frequently, you know, if we're not deliberate, we can find ourselves not having the time to really um, pause or reflect, and um, what that does is then we roll out, you know, kind of through the winter, maybe make some resolutions, but the resolutions maybe aren't based on us really knowing what we what we're looking forward to that year. And then, you know, once again, back into the year and each time we go by, it's possible that we're getting more off track. We might be moving forward, but are we moving in the right direction? So I think it's very important to stop and ask, you know, am I doing what it is that I want to do, right? Taking time to, you know, reflect and get perspective as a part of every day or as a part of even one day. So this this reflection time allows us to set up, you know, our next stage, and I'm not implying that, you know, this is the only cycle that we go through and that this is the time, you know, that it needs to be done. But there, we do go through cycles with, with pretty much everything. And as something starts to wane and as it starts to sort of fade out, then it's a really wonderful time instead of jumping right into the next thing to say, okay. How about I take a little bit of space here, right? How about instead of that, jumping into that next thing, grabbing the next whatever item, you know, uh, experience, goal, you know, what if instead of doing that, uh, we were to sit down and say, you know, what is it that is really, truly important to me, Right? What is it that is truly important to me? And that can seem a little bit like a no-brainer sometimes. You know, uh, of course, I do the things that are important to me or, you know, um, but 
the bottom line is, is that when we stop and ask that question and really wait to get a clear answer about what is truly important, then we have kind of changed. It's a game changer. It's a, a momentary or, you know, game changer. Because then when we're in the process of creation, we're able to say, oh, wow, yeah, how would I make sure that that's an important part of my plan? You know, in this case, your plan for 2016. In other cases, it might, you know, be your plan for your next next project. So we have been so conditioned at this point in time to run from one thing to another thing that it, it, it becomes just a, just the way life is. And, um, you know, when people come to me to work with me, especially, you know, in any kind of work, but one of the, one of the first benefits that someone gets is they set time aside to stop and to ask some questions that they may not have stopped and asked before. And because of that, they're reacting to the world. They're reacting what it to, to what's coming towards them. And instead of making deliberate plans to be able to move things forward. So, if you make what's most important to you a central plan for this upcoming year, just stop for a second right now and say, gosh, what is most important to me in this next year? And see if you have an answer, right? Because that'll tell you a lot right there. Maybe you have a quick answer and you know. Maybe you don't have an answer and this is the first time you realized you didn't. You know, maybe you've been curious about what it is that, you know, might be your kind of your, your focus or one of the things you're going to focus on in the upcoming year. So in just taking that moment, what is important to me in this upcoming year? And one of the places that we go to look for that is, what are we not satisfied with? What's not working for us? What do we want more of? You know, what do we have too much of? And then it's an exploration process. That's the really beautiful part about it. That's the exploration process. We're not in life right, to have the answer as much as we're here to be able to explore, right? So I want to give you a, a quote here that I think is, is speaks to this. So let's look at this, a question about will I like parenting, right? So, um, so Paul asks, right, uh, you know, 
you, you, how do you make a transformational decision? How, you know, how do you know that you're asking the right questions? And he uses the example, will I like parenting, right? And his response to this is, you can't know. Instead, acknowledge that you, like all people, are born with an intense desire to know. Ask, do I have a profound desire to discover what it would be like to be this new me, to experience this new mode of living, right? And as she, uh, and as she puts it, the best response to this situation is to choose based on whether we want to discover who we will become, live life as a series of revelations. And I think that is a really wonderful byproduct of stopping and asking questions, right? So think less about, is this the right option for me, right? And more about what experience do you want to have? What experience do you want to embrace the process of change around? What experience do you want to embrace the process of change around? Okay, add that layer to what is truly important to me. So this can be kind of value driven, right? Where it say, what is truly important to me? You know, and you might say, well, you know, it's truly important to me that I have family or it's truly important to me that I have work that I love or it's truly important to me that I feel creative, right? It's truly important that I have a successful business, okay? Are you willing to embrace that process, Are you willing to embrace the process of transformation that will be necessary to get there? That's kind of step number two. And choosing your life based on your process rather than your outcome makes you a whole lot happier. So there's many things that can happen when we slow things down. Many, many things. Um, and this is just one of them. I'm saying slow down, take some space, take stock, step back, and ask yourself, you know, what is important? Or is this important? I know if you want to bring it home in that moment. And then make an adjustive, adaptive plan for bringing in more of what you want into 2016. In addition, also, you know, things that you hear me talk about from different angles, you know, Paying attention to what you love. So I want to talk about another aspect of that. 
So many, you know, years ago, I read a book. I, I can't remember what it was, but it, it was basically a book on clearing clutter. And it said, if you don't love it, get rid of it. And this made a lot of sense to me. And it actually has been a kind of a cornerstone in the way that I've been in my life. And by continually kind of taking that space and then being willing to get rid of what I don't love, what is not really alive and serving me. And as a result, you know, a couple different things have happened. As a result, um, I probably, you know, changed and transformed and experienced more change uh, than some other people. And also as a result, it brings me forever more in the direction of feeling uh, energized, more energized, happier, more aligned. Because if you spend a lot of time doing things that you don't love, life becomes a drag. And it might seem a little bit overly um, simple to say, well, yeah, well, you know, I just, I wish I could do what I love, but that's not possible for me. And I would go and, you know, check out when I've talked about this in more detail, because you can always do something in the direction of what you love. And if you can move the needle, even the slightest, then um, you're going in the right direction. And going in the right direction will definitely lighten things up for you, increase the amount of joy that you have. Right. So the, uh, this idea of what get, like the junk, the junk of our life, the things that we don't really care about, it's not just in our closets and it's in our relationships. It's in our work environments. It's in our head. It's in our hearts. You know, it, it, we have, uh, we carry a lot of things that we don't love and that don't serve us, yet we let them persist in our life. And a lot of times, our uh, response is, I can't let this go. I can't change this. Um, and when it is that we're, we're kind of stuck inside of that sense, like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know, how could I do something about that? I'm just like a negative thinker or, um, you know, I, I have to keep this relationship because, you know, their family or something like that. You know, we, we can come up with a lot of reasons why we let this kind of, you know, clutter exist in our life. What we don't love, what doesn't serve us anymore. And we'll often pretend as if we're not actually, you know, um, that it's not actually a problem. It usually gets pushed to the side. It's not that important. It's not that big of a deal. So I want to go to the first commercial break. And uh, when I come back, I'll be talking more about, uh, you know, paying attention to what it is that you love, um, specifically to see what you want to keep in your life. And right now, keep in your life for 2016. So we'll be back right after this commercial break. 
We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesiner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected. Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesiner.com. educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesiner.com. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about um, creating the time and the space to really know what it is that we want, bringing it into the new year. So in all of this multitude of options, commodities, you know, experiences, how is it that we know like this is right for me and this is not right for me? And the first thing I said is like, you need to slow down. We can't keep going at this pace with everything coming at us and all these decisions to make all the time and still be able to make really good decisions, right? And my next piece there was about really paying attention to what has value to us, which I said is what you love, you know, and the idea of what you don't love, what doesn't have value to you is essentially clutter. You know, it's clutter, you know, actual clutter in your closet, in your basement, in your attic. It's also clutter that happens in all the other areas of your life, relationship, work environment, all of that kind of stuff. Can even be, you know, clutter in the way that we look at, we look at the past. Okay, so the first thing we need to do is to start to say, okay, well, where is this clutter in my life? And knowing, you know, knowing where it is. So if you are uncomfortable in some area of your life, um, chances are there is some clutter that can be removed. Right? So, 
if you are uncomfortable, um, you know, in your mind, uh, you might want to clear some clutter of some beliefs that are no longer working for you. If they were working for you, you wouldn't be uncomfortable. So if it's, let's say, a, the clutter that is in um, your basement, actual physical clutter, a lot of times people can ignore that better um, because when it's not visible, um, it oftentimes is uh, not uh, physically uncomfortable for the person or mentally uncomfortable for the person. Okay. Um, in some cases it is, but, uh, for that, that is just, you know, go ahead and look and say, you know, is, is this really, is this serving me to keep this stuff? Is it serving my future goals and desires? Another thing you might want to take a look at is, you know, are you sweeping things under the rug, right? Are you kind of taking what it is that is in, you know, whatever, in your life, uh, once again, you know, your work life, your relationships, you know, are you taking things and sort of pushing them away, not dealing with them? Because just like the clutter in the basement, it can be possible to not feel that all the time and not be aware of it all the time, but it has an impact on us. It has an impact in the way that we're in the world. It's like as we kind of shut ourselves off and shut ourselves down, there's less room for what it is that we want. Right. Or there's less room just to feel that spaciousness. So what you can do here can say, um, all right, if I don't love it, maybe it's time to let it go. If I don't love it, maybe it's time to let it go. If it's not a priority, Maybe it's time to let it go as well. If it's not going to get you really where you want to go, it doesn't reach your goals, intention, desires for your upcoming year or whenever, then maybe it's time to let it go. And if you find that in thinking about, oh, wow, you know, thinking about letting something go, that it brings up a, a, a very strong emotional response, which it often can, then you can actually just take some time to look at, well, what, what is that all about? What is my reaction to, you know, letting things being willing to let go of something. I know it doesn't serve me. I know it's not bringing me anything more in my life or, you know, helping out in any way. As a matter of fact, it's more likely that it's bringing me down. Why is it it feels emotionally bad or scary um, to let it go at this time? And usually we have an overlapping belief. There's something about 
what this is, this experience, uh, relationship item. There's something about that we've connected with something else that it might not actually be connected with, right? If I keep this relationship, then I am lovable. If I have this item, it means that I'm okay, right? Like things that don't necessarily make sense, but we might have created that kind of equation in our mind. And so it's letting go of that. It's shifting out of that, recognizing that equation doesn't make sense and being willing to let it go. Once you start to practice this, just like so many things that once you start to practice them, the advantage is that it gets easier and easier. It it becomes more natural, almost to the point of not picking things up that are clutter. Because sometimes we get clutter out and then we bring clutter back in. We don't necessarily up level. So, so, um, it becomes, you know, as you do this process, you start to recognize that maybe that instinct, right? Just like some people, you know, eat when they're feeling emotional. It sort of blocks the, the you know, the emotion, the feeling of the emotion. It puts it off it. People can do the same thing with clutter. They can kind of just put it back in its place so that they don't have to have, you know, sort of that, that openness and, and potential feelings that might be in there. So you can give yourself the space to be able to see what is important to you, to be able to learn what kind of experiences you're willing to embrace, knowing that there'll be ups and downs along the way. And you can also then pay attention to what it is that you really love and clear out the clutter, clear out all the other pieces so that you have this kind of clean, clear operating system. You know, you have less components that might be getting in your way as you're trying to do the things that you love. And there, that there's a really wonderful, there's a, a freeing, a lighter, uh, easier feeling that can come with that. So the third category for today is uh, recognizing that there are trade-offs. So one of the books that um, I've read just recently, actually, uh, is the book Essentialism. It was kind of that book that had me thinking, hmm, I think I want to talk about this a little bit because it really uh, um, related to what it was um, uh, that Greg McCohen was saying. You know, and, and this idea that if we, you know, don't take the time to be deliberate uh, then we wind up, up, you know, having a very difficult time making good decisions, right? So if, if we don't pursue the right thing in the right way and in the right time, then we're going to sort of like be working against ourselves, 
and we're not able to make informed, purposeful decisions. We're just running on the hamster wheel. Um, so recognizing that there are trade-offs. This is, I mean, I can just uh, illustrate this by talking about, I, w- I was speaking in a group, well, I don't know, it was probably, well, it was like six months or more ago, and I was, I was speaking in a group and a woman asked a question about, uh, she felt conflicted because she really valued fame, yet she felt she needed to be working a lot in order to be successful. And so she felt that her work and her personal life were, um, specifically her desire to be a mother were in conflict with each other. And I asked this question, what's most important to you? Now, I don't know if she answered me honestly or not, but what I know is that she said, uh, my, my family, my family are, is most important. And I said, well, that's your answer. You know, you need to prioritize your family because, you know, you only have so much time. And you need to spend your time on the things that are most important to you. And sometimes this means making a very difficult decision between two things that are both important. And that's where priorities come in. Really knowing what our priorities are help us make that decision. So she resisted that answer, you know, because that's a very uncomfortable answer when, you know, it's, there's nothing else. There was no other piece of negotiation or looking at the nuances or or anything. It was just simply, if your family is your priority, not your work, then when making a decision between the two, at least the majority of time, you need to be making a decision to have things accommodate your family. So, uh, you know, in essentialism, in essentialism, he says, essentialists recognize their trade-offs in life, and so they make deliberate decisions. Non-essentialists, on the other hand, try to do it all. Because of this, they often miss out on more of what life has to offer, right? So essentialists recognize their trade-offs in life, and so they make deliberate decisions, Non-essentialists, on the other hand, try to do it all. And because of this, they often miss out on what life has to offer. He did a one, really wonderful job of, you know, uh, someone who is trying to go to the company party and their kids recital and, you know, they're 30 minutes apart and they overlap as far as time and the person says yes to both of them. And because of that, either misses one or winds up barely being at either. That would be the example of someone who doesn't want to make that uh, really clear decision, recognizing that there are trade-offs. And that tends to happen a lot this time of year. We try to shoehorn time in with family, friends, and everything really frenzied and overpacked. Uh, and, you know, it's like even if you just go out into the world, into the stores and stuff like that, there's a 
there's a, a franticness and attention to a lot of it. Uh, and that seems counter to what it could be about. So we, you know, in, in not really having this, like by not making those hard decisions, right? Our lives are overpacked. We don't really have time for ourselves, but in addition to this, we don't have time for others either, right? So we're not getting our needs met. We're not able to show up to others in the way that we want, right? And then we can start feeling resentful. We don't want to spend time with people that, you know, actually we do want to spend time with. And it's like all of this is just a big symptom of getting it backwards, of doing the opposite, of recognizing that there are hard decisions that need to be made. And so what is it that we really need to accept here, right? Um, so the really difficult thing for us to accept is that we can't do it all. You know, I don't care what they say. You know, the reality is, is, uh, you know, <laughs> there were women, I was at this, this women's event recently and there were a lot of women that were standing up there and saying, you know, if there's, you know, if anyone said you can't have it all, then, you know, they're, you know, they're wrong. I proved them wrong. And, you know, part of me was like, yeah, that's so wonderful. Like I, I believe in that so much. And I, I mean, I have that in, in so many ways. And then there was another part of me that was just like, ooh, where's the sacrifice, right? What's being sacrificed? And so it, it, the question is, is how many uh, of those women or how many people in general have gotten to the place of, eh, we can't really do it all. So what are the things that we most want to do, right? That we mo- will bring the most to our lives that are the most important to us, right? Because it's those things that are most important to us that are really, you know, they, 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 they deliver the most. They're the biggest return on investment, right? They bring us where we truly want to go. They help us create the life that we really want. They give us the satisfaction in the day to day. And so by making that very difficult choice up front, we are then able to have more down the line. Right? So making the very difficult decision to pick our priorities and decide what's most important then leads us in the direction that we truly want to go. And more often than not, what happens is, is we are making decisions without enough space and usually very emotionally or overly rationally um and and they are they might seem like good decisions at that point in time you know or maybe it's un- impossible to know but they are if they're bringing us in the direction of what we really want it is more accidental than if we're deliberate So my suggestion really is to take some time 
this upcoming, you know, this upcoming time, like couple weeks, especially, you know, as we get like after, you know, Christmas and before the, you know, the new year, a lot of times there's a little bit of a lull there. It's a great time. It's a great time to, uh, you know, create some space for yourself and say, what are my priorities for this upcoming year? You know, are they aligned with what it is that's most important to me? And then how am I going to keep them front of mind so that, how am I going to keep them front of mind so that I can stay on track, so that I can create more of what it is that I love? All right, so we're going to go to our second commercial break, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes with a little bit more. Really know that you have what it is that you want in your life. craving positive change in an area of your life dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected internationally recognized author and facilitator dr kate signer is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. This is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. And we've been talking about how to figure out what to keep in our lives and what to let go of so that we can really have the life that we want to have. And uh, I just want to take a moment to tell you a little bit about my life work program, right? So it really is about creating a healthy and joyful life. Right? And, and having the foundational skills to to make that happen, and and this is a an ideal time of year to get set up and start to learn these these core skills. So, in this program, you're going to learn skills and develop the confidence that you need to create a life of success and fulfillment. 
So it addresses key aspects of personal growth in kind of self-guided exercises. And what you do when you do these exercises is you see profound and deliberate change happening in your life. You develop core skills, the ability to kind of create that space, observe, be more accepting, be more forgiving, learn how to heal, learn how to set intention, learn how to keep your life like clear, which is kind of in the area we're talking now. How can you let go of some of those things that don't serve you? And then there is a practice that you do each week um, that is sort of like a living way to incorporate personal development. So it's a really, really wonderful program. And for for people who listen to my show, there's a first month discount, which makes the first month only $67. And you can cancel at any time. It's an ongoing subscription, has weekly, uh, every other week group coaching calls and a forum for questions. It's just really an amazing personal development tool that can be built into just about any lifestyle. So I urge you to go to my website and check that out. And you can use the code uh, LWV67, LWV67, and that will actually give you uh, the discount for the first month. And then, like I said, you can stay in as long as you like. But for $67, you can pretty much get one for you and get one for your friend and, you know, have a great thing to do in the new year. So in the in the spirit of clearing things out so that we have more of what it is that we want, right? We were talking about slowing things down, right? That's taking that time and that space. We were talking about paying attention to what it is that you love, but specifically, it's about getting rid of what you don't love, getting rid of what doesn't serve you so that you can have space for more of what you want, right? So that's a clearing, clearing in time and making space for you to have more time to be reflective, to be more intentional. And then also clearing through different aspects of your life so that your life isn't cluttered up with things that you don't really want or need and you can have more in your life. And then the additional piece of that is making these really challenging decisions, recognizing that there are trade-offs, choosing one thing or, you know, another thing based on your priorities rather than trying to kind of like mush it all into, into your life, thinking that maybe more is better. So being very deliberate about how you focus. And I ended off in talking about, well, what are your priorities for the upcoming year? I love priorities way more than I love resolutions um, because resolutions are, I'm going to do this. But a priority comes along with a sense of, you know, this is important to me and this is why. A priority to become more healthy like healthier in 2016 is something that you can stay with the entire year. A a goal or resolution to uh, give up sugar or, you know, uh, be on a diet 
is maybe something you'll stay with, maybe something you won't. So you can see how that even under it's like it creates a sense of success because you can always everything you do in the direction of your priority is a positive movement in that direction versus a goal and saying I'll either make it or you know I'll make it or I won't make it. So it's a it's a it's a really wonderful thing to start to set up what are your priorities? And what I would look at first in order to do this, I'm kind of going to break down setting up your priorities here for our last little bit. So what I do, first I would look at the main areas of your life. Um, and, you know, main areas of your life look something like, you know, your your family, um, your relationships, your, um, you know, your work, uh, fun, play, you know, adventure, uh, things like that, right? So, so there are major components that need to be in your life or that are in your life. And, you know, you start to, and whatever, sometimes like, you know, coaches use like a, uh, um, a life wheel, or if you know that kind of exercise, you can do that. But otherwise, I would just say, just, you know, what are the main areas of your life and go ahead and write them down. Okay. And then when looking at them, say to yourself, how satisfied am I, am I with this part of my life? Right. Is this working for me? And then, uh, what I would do, uh, is also say, how important is this area of my life? And in, in the process of making a decision, you can say, okay, I've got these main components of my life that I've listed out. I've listed how happy I am with it and how important it is to me. Okay. So arrange them. Or in, you know, arrange them in the order of importance. And then once you've arranged them in the order of importance, notice what ones high up on your list you're not happy with. And I would do twofold. One, I would look at one or two areas in my life where, um, I, it's a high priority and it, but I'm not totally satisfied, especially if I'm very dissatisfied. And I would make that a priority for the, for the year. And I would also take what's the top of my list and I would make that a priority for the year. And it might be that it's, you know, there's overlap there. So this is what's most important to you, right? And that should somehow make it on your priorities. And then what's most important to you and you're not feeling as satisfied in as other areas so that you can bring those up. You know, there's other ways to do this. 
And, you know, you can look at like, well, what area is most likely going to have like the biggest difference over the most amount of aspects of my life, right? Like there's, there's ways that you can start to build it out so that it's more, uh, you know, that it gets into those nooks and crannies that are really going to transform your life. But this is a good way of, you know, just setting, setting you up, you know, What's most important in those areas of things that are important? Is there anything that is not working for you? Set it as a priority. Now, you might then have a bunch of things that you want to do underneath that. So say your priority for the upcoming year is family, right? You recognize that area of your life um, is really important to you and it hasn't quite been what you've wanted it to be. Right. Then you might set, uh, okay, now what am I going to do to get there? What is one thing that I can do that'll have the kind of influence that I want to have in that area of my life? Okay. And, and that sets up your next steps, right? So instead of a resolution, like I said, that you're going to do something specific differently you have a priority and then with that priority you then have uh steps in the direction of the priority and even if you take one of them you will be closer to uh having what you want then you know and if you take 10 or you stick with it all year long you'll see major results it's a little more satisfying in its, in its, uh, approach to, to changing your life in the new year. So it's been really great talking to you today about how to figure out what it is that we really want to keep in our life, what it is that it's time to let go of, and how we can do that so that we can build an even more intentional, uh, happier, more fulfilled, more successful life in 2016 and beyond. It's been great talking with you, and I look forward to uh, next week. Happy holidays. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.